All right, Kylie. So you sat down and you chatted with a few members of our A-team. How did it go? Yeah, it went really well. And I was excited to talk to them, excited to kind of check in and see how things have been going the first few weeks of this unusual fall semester that we're having. And it was really interesting to hear their perspective on how classes, how social life, how it all is coming together in our pandemic semester, right? Our unusual times and with some different constraints and precautions on their fall experience. Yeah, I agree. I was actually delightfully surprised just to hear that it's going so well. And one really cool thing was to hear that they all have kind of this common goal to keep that in-person experience as we go through everyone's on board, but also making sure that we keep that Aggie family, the social experience that everyone wants, even if we have to make some adjustments. It's really cool to hear how we're starting to adapt and be flexible to this global situation that we're all in. Our student body, if nothing else, is resilient and it makes me proud to see how things have been going this last few weeks and to talk to these guys and hear just how excited they are, regardless of if their classes look a little different than they thought or if the activities on campus look different than they thought. It's There's a common shared experience and shared goal in just being here and getting to experience fall 2020 semester, even with or despite the challenges that are coming. And I think these guys know it firsthand and are experiencing it firsthand and able to share some of those experiences with us. It was a really neat conversation to have with them. Well, thanks, Kylie. Why don't we go ahead and take a listen? Sounds great. Welcome to the Aggie New Student Podcast, a series by the orientation staff at Utah State University. Transitioning to college is exciting, but there's a lot to do and understand. We're here to talk you through it. I'm your host, Kylie Hopkin, the orientation coordinator here at USU. And today I'm joined by a few of our student workers in the orientation office. My name is Haley Darrow. I use she, her pronouns. I am a senior at Utah State studying public relations and Spanish. My name is Emma Spedding. I'm also a senior at Utah State, and I'm studying communication disorders and deaf education. My name is Evan Thomas, pronouns he, him, and I am a junior at Utah State studying graphic design. Today we want to just check in a little bit. We are two weeks into our fall 2020 semester, and this is a semester unlike any other, and we all know that. We're all familiar with COVID-19 and the changes it's brought to pretty much every aspect of our lives. And so to start us off, I just want to say, how's it going, guys? How are your classes? How's campus life or the lack thereof for some of you, right? And your classes may not be what you thought they were going to be. How are things going? It's definitely not what I expected my senior year to look like, but definitely been making the most out of it. This online format has been a huge transition, but I still feel like I'm getting quality of education that I have been expecting and finishing out strong. So yeah, it's different, but it's it's been okay. It's super weird for me because I'm used to being places all the time where my schedule is just packed and you're all, there's always somewhere to be. And so when everything's online, I can do it from anywhere. And so all of a sudden I have all this time or it feels like I have all this time when I may not, but 
it's weird. A little more freedom and when you do things with classes and coursework than maybe you're used to there. Yeah. Evan, how are things going for you, Evan? I'm going to be honest, my school really hasn't changed that much. <laughs> Being an art student, all my classes have still been in person with just a few that were online that I was already planning on taking online. But really, I would say that the biggest difference I've noticed is just the density on campus, walking around and seeing no one. There were times that would happen in previous semesters, but having that be a consistent thing is, has really been surprising. But I would say overall, it's been pretty normal yet very unique situation that we've been in this fall, especially being in art classes that are, tend to be a lot longer and have to split those. And the learning style is definitely very different, but it's overall been very enjoyable. It's an interesting change. There's always this feel to campus that's almost palpable when students come back from summer break, come back for fall. There's an excitement and a roar. And it was a very interesting end of summer and start of the semester where that still was there, but just in a very different capacity than I've ever experienced it as a staff member and a student alumni of the university. It definitely has a different feel to it, but there's also a comforting sense of normalcy, I feel. Like students are still here. You're still taking classes. We've had events on campus. Haley, you were a part of one of our big events this last week. There's still these glimpses of what we've all known and loved as part of fall semester, even though everyone's got a face covering on and everyone's walking around or not walking around as much on campus, right? There's definitely this different feel, but I think that for me, it's been cool to see the things that are still the same, right? Quick Stop still has their dollar hot dogs every Thursday, and there's still students coming into the TSC, into the student center or the library. And that's been a cool thing that I wasn't anticipating coming into this semester. I've also been intrigued and pleasantly surprised with our student body and the resilience that our student body has shown, the adaptability that our student body has shown, even just in these first two weeks in coming in of like, this isn't what we expected, right? This isn't how you planned or what you thought your semester senior year was going to look like, but the willingness to do the work and to follow the precautions that are in place to help keep us safe has been something that I have enjoyed watching over the last two weeks. I think that same exact thing. I was kind of nervous about connections before the semester started because it was going to be a huge influx of students and people all at the same time. But I really didn't have any problems with students not wearing face coverings or social distancing because I think that they were just so excited to be there that they were going to do whatever it took to stay on campus and be able to have those experiences. So I think that's the overall vibe for all the students is that they'd rather be there in any kind of capacity than have to just stay home and miss out on everything that Utah State has to offer. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I think my overall perspective of what's been going on is just The incoming freshmen, the incoming uh, class of 2024, as well as returning students, everyone was kind of holding their breath, trying to see what it was going to be like. And I feel that now that we've kind of set into the semester a little bit and we've taken that breath out in a sense and accepted this new normal of what on-campus life is going to be like, which has been really interesting and I think speaks exactly to that resilience that Haley just mentioned. It makes me feel really grateful how everybody comes together and you say, how do we make this work? How do we still make the Aggie family what it is? And it just makes me really grateful that everybody is so willing to make those small sacrifices. 
And I don't think in any world that I would want us to be experiencing what we're experiencing, right? But I don't think that there's anyone who's gone their lives untouched by COVID, right? Nobody has escaped without those sacrifices. And so it really is a unifying experience and a shared experience between our student body, our staff, our faculty, right? The Saggy family includes our community and and everyone here in Cache Valley and throughout the state at our statewide campuses. Like it's so much more than just one class or one group of students or individuals. And so because of that, we have a chance to really come together. And we'll talk more a little bit about that later. Isaiah Jones from our office hosts our Aggie Parent and Family podcast, and he spoke with Dr. James Morales, the Vice President for Student Affairs, a few weeks ago, right before the semester was starting, about the precautions that the university is taking to help keep our Aggie family safe. Social distancing caps in the classrooms, face coverings required in all USU buildings, complying with our governor's mandate. A lot of the offices have plexiglass and different cautionary things in place. We've removed chairs from our office, so there's less places for people to just sit down and chat because we really want to keep people safe. And we're now like, I think all of that is great, but it was a little bit on paper, right? Like it hadn't happened yet. We have all these precautions in place to keep our student body safe, but the student body wasn't here quite yet. And now we're two weeks in, we've been living it for two weeks. You've been back as students for the last few weeks with these precautions in place. And I just want to know, how are you feeling about everything? I think after the adjustment of how different it looks, for example, in one of my classes that would previously have had 100 plus students, now there's 20 of us. And so it gives me a more intimate relationship with my professors that way, where you have more one-on-one time and things like that, which is kind of a shock when you're not used to that. It's kind of a cool plus that happened. One big part or big question that was on a lot of people's minds, and I think it still is a little bit and will continue to be as we go forward, but coming into this semester both incoming and returning students, there was a big question of like, well, what is my college experience going to be like? And we know a huge part of that is outside of the classroom, just as much as it is inside the classroom. You guys can have totally different experiences. I feel like the questions that we were getting as an orientation office, people weren't so worried about their classes as they were the social side of things. And the precautions that were in place for the classrooms made sense. But just this idea of like, okay, I'm going to sit in my my room the whole semester? Like, what is this going to look like? Haley, you participated in a pretty big event this last week on campus that definitely had some changes to it from what normally happens and some precautions in place for COVID. But tell us a little bit about that experience and still getting to participate. I got to compete in the Miss USU pageant for the university this past week. We, each contestant was given eight tickets to invite friends and family but that was the cap for the entire evening. There was no excess students there watching. There was like very limited staff and facilities and things like that. But I don't know if I could have done it with the amount of people that normally would have been there because of how nervous I felt. But I was so grateful to be able to have my parents there. They have never been to Logan. I grew up in Southern California, so they don't come up to Utah very often and don't really have any other family here for them to come see. I just was so grateful that I was still able to invite them and have that be something that we could experience together. Miss Susie was supposed to happen back in the spring for the 2021 school year, but they had to get canceled when school got 
shut down. So the fact that they were able to still make it happen and still make it look as beautiful and effortless and organic as it did was super, super fun. It's just one of those things that you'll only get to experience while you're at college and just one of those things that you'll remember and take with you for the rest of your life. So yeah, it, it was awesome. It was really scary and I don't know how people do that all the time as jobs and growing up and stuff. But yeah, I'm just super thankful to the Student Alumni Association for putting in the effort to make stuff like that possible. Yeah. And so all the contestants had face coverings, right? And they broadcasted it live out to the rest of the student body. And so it definitely wasn't Miss USU as we know and love, but I know you were really disappointed this last spring and summer when that was something you didn't get to do. And so to be able to have that opportunity, even with COVID and even with these, you know, safety precautions in place that we have to take was kind of a, kind of a neat thing to see. One of the coolest parts of a few weeks ago was actually about the student body. And Isaiah asked Dr. Morales what he thought about the student body coming back and the role that you all play in this experience and the opportunity to have students on campus again. Dr. Morales says in this podcast, the ultimate goal for our student body, for our administration, right, for everyone on campus, our ultimate goal is to keep students on campus clear till November, right, clear through Thanksgiving when we're planning on having people on campus. I want to play a little clip really quick. You can hear what Dr. Morales says about you guys and the role that you have to play in that. Students, frankly, are the linchpin. They're the center. They are what's going to make this work or not. And, you know, we hate to put so much pressure on any one segment of the community because obviously faculty and staff have to do do their part too. And uh, the administration does as well. And then just as importantly, as you mentioned, we're not just in a vacuum, right? The USU community is not just in a vacuum. We're part of the Cache Valley community. You know, so when we talk about how we work together as partners, we talk about first, you know, that students and other members of the university community have to protect themselves, right? They have to take the right steps to stay COVID free. And if they do get sick, take the right steps in to protect others, their circle of friends, their sweet mates where they're living and their classmates in their classrooms, they have to do their part then to protect others by staying home, for example, if they're sick and and doing their classes remote until they're well enough to join the community again. And then the next level is protect the community because again, we're part of that broader community. There are faculty and staff here, as you mentioned, who are in high risk categories for a variety of reasons, whether it just is purely the question of age or the fact that they themselves have an underlying health condition or they have a family member who has an underlying health condition that puts them at risk. Those are members of the broader community and they're going into their homes, into their families. And if they're being exposed on campus by students and other members of the USU community that are not committed to practicing those COVID-19 guidelines, then we put those members of the broader community at risk. And then think about where the students are going to recreate. You know, they're going out to eat at restaurants in the community. They're going out to the various entertainment venues in the community. They're going out and buying their groceries. Groceries, letting our guard down as members of the USU community as we go out into those Cache Valley community environments, that, that's not acceptable because, again, we're part of them. And if we get them sick, it then influence whether the university itself can continue to stay in person fall semester. 
So I love that really quick snippet where he talks about the role that you all play in the community and in our efforts to keep people safe. And he calls the student body the linchpin in this plan for keeping a successful semester of keeping students on campus. What are your thoughts on that? I think that since Logan is a college town, the university takes up a large portion of the valley. So there is a lot of responsibility on Utah State students just because even though they're there for the university, they're still integrated into the community. They go shopping with people who live there locally and go to the movies and camping and just things like that. So if the university is like the center point from where we can just make those precautions to make sure that when you're there, you're safe, then those kind of habits can continue for when you're integrated into the larger community, which I think is what he meant by students are the linchpin because they hold a lot of responsibility. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. And I think to expand on that even more is just realizing that students aren't just like our responsibility isn't just for keeping campus safe and keeping school safe. Having that goal of going through to the end of November for this fall semester, I think it comes more in the realization that we as students need to understand that we are a part of this community and that we need to care as much as we do about keeping our classes and keeping our campus safe, but also keeping our community safe. And that we also don't have that responsibility doesn't drop off once school's over. Like once we once we go home after class, we can just go do whatever we want. I feel that linchpin argument comes into play where it's not extends further than just when you're on campus and being here, it extends to the rest of Cache Valley. Absolutely. And I think that for me in my brain, like I love how intentional he, Dr. Morales is with his words. And when you look up linchpin in the dictionary, it talks about the piece that keeps the wheel in position, it being vital to the success of an organization, an event, a, whatever you're talking about, right? The student body absolutely is vital to the success of our semester. And as a student body and as students in the student body, that you guys have the opportunity and the, the privilege, I think, to help set the culture. We are going to wear face coverings. We are going to be responsible when we go on and off campus and in this community that's larger than just our university boundaries because you do make up such a big part of our Cache Valley community as well as the university community in at large. There's a huge role that you all play in setting the tone and setting the culture for our semester now and moving forward. I asked my connections class, why did you choose Utah State out of all the universities and why Utah State? And the overwhelming we hear all the time is the people. Out of all the answers they give, the one that boils down to is the people, which is kind of a, the double-edged sword there, like you said, where it's really awesome, but we have to step up our game. What are you going to do to keep Utah State awesome? Yeah, I agree with you there, Emma. And I think that double-edged sword of it being the people is it has to be less of the, oh, Utah State has all these great people that do great things. But instead, taking that responsibility on yourself of being like, I'm at Utah State now and I'm one of these great people and I'm going to be doing this rather than the outside perspective of looking at it being like, this is a great place and this is why. And then now accepting that as like, okay, I'm part of this great place and this is why I'm going to keep doing these things and be part of this Aggie family and do my part rather than having that original perspective having that switch once you're now a student, being a part of this and switching that perspective. 
Absolutely. And this idea, right, that sometimes when you get a lot of people together, there's a diffusion of responsibility. I don't need to worry about it because the person next to me will. But it really is going to take every single person doing their part to keep our community safe moving forward. And we don't know how long it's going to be. And I think that there's a little bit of a fatigue with that. Well, we don't know how long it's going to be. We don't know when the end is going to come. So let's just move on with our lives. Like, why aren't we getting on with our lives? And the reality is, is that while you may not be affected by this, people around you are, and it's your responsibility to take care of your Aggie family. We get asked all the time, like, well, I'm not, what, why do I have to do this? I'm not worried about getting COVID. The reality is we just don't know who is and who isn't. We don't know who's high risk or lives with someone who's high risk or has whatever situation going on that this is impacting them from physically getting sick to loss of jobs or income and different things like that. And so it's something that the university takes really seriously and that we need to take seriously as individuals, this idea that I have a role to play in keeping my campus open. I have a role to play in keeping my community safe. And every, every single person does. One of the things that I thought has been really interesting is to see is how serious the university is taking these COVID precautions. Now, if we do get into situations where there are flagrant uh, violations of the university uh, COVID-19 guidelines, there we have modified the language in our student code and created a temporary student health and safety violations uh, policy. So if students are flagrantly violating those required guidelines, they could be subject to the student conduct process. Now, initially, we're going to be, you know, first-time violations, let's say, would be acted upon in a more education approach, education-centered approach, helping them understand why it's important to follow the guidelines. Uh, second violations, again, that are not egregious, would be moved to a more restorative justice kind of thing where they would need to take some action, you know, write a paper, do some service hours that help them understand why they should be following the COVID-19 guidelines. If there's a really egregious uh, violation, a truly flagrant one, let's say somebody who is sick and knows that they have COVID is intentionally coughing on someone to get sick. First of all, there could be criminal action taken on the part of, of someone by the, the state, you know, in the county and the city. But in terms of the student code process, that kind of violation could lead to some kind of probation, suspension, or expulsion. So this is very serious on two different ends. So language has been put into the student code of conduct. Students who aren't complying with COVID precautions can have a conduct process against them. And it's not something that the university does lightly. Dr. Morales talks about, we've got several steps that are going to be in place before we get to that level. But that's the level of seriousness that the university is taking with these COVID precautions. The other side of it is these COVID care kits that the entire student body has received and time and effort and money that the university put into making sure that every student received a COVID care kit. These COVID kits came with a couple different face coverings, thermometer, some hand sanitizer, some materials in there. And what a neat thing. Like how many college students come with a thermometer to take their temperature? No one. Very few people think to bring Bring that with them, right? Yeah, honestly, I was really, really impressed, especially with the COVID kits and just that I check my temperature every day. And I had never done that my entire <laughs> life outside of going to the doctor. But it's just, 
I think added to that, like, this is how it's going to be on campus and this is what are offering you so that it's no longer an expectation coming with Swift Hammer to Anvil. Like you have to do these things. Instead, it's like we're giving these things to you so that you can take care of yourself, be better at preventing this and be more watchful of these things. And I think that was really cool of the university to do that. And then one showing how much they just care even more on this level of like, hey, this isn't fun and this isn't good, but we are also here to help you with that. I was really impressed with how excited students were to get them. Talking to some of my friends and things like that, a big question I got was, when can I get them? When can I pick it up? How can I do that? And so I think it's just cool to see, we really care about this. We, we want this and we're going to do the steps to make this happen. Yeah, and I also know that students love USU merch. And so I think the fact that it has a big Aggie Strong across the front just makes people want to wear them like even more. My parents were visiting. My mom was, where can I get one of those? Like, I want to wear it in California so that people know that my kid's at Utah State. So I just think it's cute because it's just one more thing you know, brings the Aggie family together. I love it. And you brought up and commented on one of the last things that I wanted us to chat about today. And it's the, there are shirts, there are face coverings, there are posters all over campus right now that say Aggie Strong. And what does it mean to you, all three of you, to be Aggie Strong? I know the university is embedded by those Think Care Act values, and I think all three of them can be applied to that Aggie Strong. If you're thinking about not only yourself, but your Aggies around you, you care about not just your personal safety, but theirs also. And then acting by following these guidelines and looking out for one another, I think that's just embodies the whole thing is that we're, we're Aggies and we look out for each other. That statement alone, I feel just feel very empowered by it, where it, one, it cites like school spirit, which I love, but also it incites that level of protection over one another, that it is kind of our duty and our responsibility to be strong together through this crazy time. Honestly, it blows my mind how proactive the university is being, as well as the students with these kits and with testing and with plans for course curriculum and how they're going to teach classes and all of this. So I feel that Aggie Strong really encapsulates all of the this kind of movement for care for one another on the university and then also the personal level between students. It kind of is this call to action for all of us to, one, we need to do this and we need to be better and we need to continually take care of one another, but then also just like, hey, we can do this because we're together. It kind of puts intention into the things that people do. For me, it makes me turn inward and say, what specific things am I going to do and why? Take care of not only me, but like we said, everybody. But it just, it makes it really intentional. And this is what we're going to do and this is why. And let's kind of bring together and kind of everything that the Aggie family stands for is Aggie strong. We can do this. We got this. We can do this. I absolutely agree. I'm so grateful for the university that I work for, that we work for, right? That you guys are able to attend right now. And the thought and intention that has gone into all of us having a successful fall 2020 semester. We have so many resources across campus and encourage you all to listen to some of our previous podcasts to learn more about those resources as well as future podcasts we'll put out. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for being Aggie Strong and for the role that you play in our Aggie family and this community. Everyone truly has a responsibility to do their part and I believe that if we can do that, that we will make it through this crazy time even better, even stronger than when we started. So thanks and go Aggies.
That concludes today's episode. If you like what you've heard here, make sure you check out both our Aggie Parent and Family podcast and our Aggie New Student podcast. And as always, go Aggies.